Welcome to Talking Bass. Join bass angler Don Clark as he shares bass fishing knowledge of the Northwest. Welcome to Talking Bass in PDX as we talk fishing in the Northwest. Hi, I'm Don Clark and I'll be your host. Before we get started, I would like to thank Cabela's Wallaton, Oregon, for letting us use their facility to record this interview. I'd like to welcome everybody aboard as we get underway. I do have a special guest on this episode, but before we talk to them, let me talk to you about Talking Bass in PDX, the podcast. The podcast is all about fishing in the Northwest, and if you enjoy listening, help us grow by telling your friends and telling them about where they can hear the podcast. We can be heard on Breaker, Spotify, Anchor FM, and others. On this episode of Talking Bass in PDX, I will host Ed Chin of All About Adventure Excursions. Although Ed is an excellent fisherman, I get to sit down with him one-on-one as a fishing guide. Ed's been a professional bass tournament fisherman for 15 years and continues that today. After 24 years in the business world, Ed decided to open All About Adventure Excursions. Ed covers the spectrum of fishing and excursions on the water, as you will hear today on this podcast. On this episode, we will take the 101 class of going on a guided trip and a review on a a day on the water with a walleye trip. Ed is a pro staff at Cabela's and with Nabco Rants Electronics. In addition, I have participated over the years in several community events with Ed, and Ed is a volunteer coordinator and boat captain for Catch a Special Thrill Kids Foundation, or as we know it in the Northwest, Cast for Kids. Ed's also a volunteer with Junior Achievement, and Ed grew up right in Oregon, right in the metro area here. On this episode, we'll be talking guided fishing, and let's get started. Well, good afternoon, everyone. I have Ed Chin, the owner of All About Adventure Excursions, on the line. Ed, welcome aboard to the Talking Bass and PDX podcast. How are you today? Great, Don. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Ed, can you tell me more about uh, All About Adventure Excursions? Well, here at uh, All About Adventure Excursions, we are a full-service guided fishing and tour company based out of Gresham, Oregon. We fish for many different species across the Northwest. We are uh, bass, salmon, walleye, sturgeon, and we also do some crabbing here in the Northwest. We travel the entire state and also do specialized tours and excursions for you and your guests. So if someone was looking for an excursion to learn how to use, uh, say, their electronics, could you help them with that? Absolutely. Training with uh, marine electronics, preferably Lowrance brand uh, equipment. And can you tell everybody how to contact you? You can find us on the web at www.aaaexcursions.com, or you can find us at Facebook at All About Adventure Excursions, or you can reach out to us by phone at 503-781-6473, and we take calls or text messages. And if you wanted to email us, you could email us at aaaexcursions at gmail.com. And I'll also put all that information in the show notes, but we'll, we will give that information again at the end of the uh, interview. 
You know, Ed, I've been researching for a guided trip now for some time, and I would like to go over kind of the one-on-one with you about hiring a guide to take us on a trip. And after I have made reservations with All About Adventure Excursions, give me the one-on-one, kind of the what do I need to do to prepare for a trip with your, uh, with your service? Well, as, as a person who books a trip, you want to be sure that you check with your guide operator, your company that you're dealing with, to make sure, ask them, what type of boat do you have? Do you have an open boat or do you have a covered boat? Uh, and some things also to, t- to be in mind is also, you know, do you offer the safety equipment that I need that's on your trip? You'll also want to be sure that you meet and contact your company or your guide directly, either by phone or by email, to make sure that you have the proper meeting location and time in which one, to know where to go. Certainly, there's different places in which guides and operations take you to, but you want to make sure that you get the proper location so that you don't lose out part of your trip. Be mindful that you are buying time from the guide and that you're buying a slot of time that other people are also buying into. Because most trips are not just an individualized trip for yourself, and that's another question you need to ask the guide is that whether or not you are the only person on the, on the trip. And if you are, then there will be a set of specialized instructions that the guide will probably provide for you. But if not, you're part of a party that he's going to have. And knowing that if you're going to be late to a location, you're going to be impacting everybody else that's on that trip. And so be mindful of that, that you may want to arrive about 15 minutes early for your trip so that if you need to use a restroom or take care of any other business ahead of time, that you have met the guide, you know what's happening, give yourself a little leeway when you get there so you're not in a hurry. The last thing you really want to do is just to be in a hurry and all of a sudden forget something, whether you forget your fishing license or I forgot a pair of sunglasses, and really come unprepared. Some other things you got to think about, is too, is the type of weather conditions that you may be in, that you don't want to show up unprepared with improper clothing or you may not have rain gear, you definitely don't want to show up in a T-shirt and, and flip-flops on a day that's going to be overcast and rainy. Even though the temperature in a certain location might say it's fairly warm or you're comfortable with it, just keep in mind, though, when you get near the water, you're always going to have some type of temperature difference, and it's generally going to be colder. So dress for the occasion. When I say dress for the occasion, it's always easier to layer off pieces of clothing rather than not having the pieces of equipment and then suffering through your trip. Because, again, you want this trip to be an enjoyable trip for yourself. Be as prepared as you can. Wear layered clothing. And it's always easier to take layers off than put layers on. Another question you need to approach the guide is also, is my lunch, is there a lunch or some type of snack or something provided for me? Oftentimes, there are snacks and uh, lunches are not provided by guides. Uh, in the count of our services, us at All About Adventure Excursions, we provide lunches for our, our clients that are board with us. So that's an added service that we add included in the price of our, our trips for you. So you want to make sure that at least if you're going to show up to the uh, trip, have something to eat. Don't go hungry. Don't go all day without any drink or any snacks on there. And if the guy doesn't provide it, bring yourself a small snack. Something in preparing for all these things, having a good uh, bag, a waterproof bag to store all your blinds in, and not a large bag, by all means, a small backpack, small duffel bag. And one tip here, since you are going on the boat, and if you don't have the investment into a, a waterproof bag or want to get a, uh, 
a piece of equipment that is waterproof, you could use a, a, a trash bag as a backup where you can put your dry items in there, and either cell phone, your wallet, any of your dry clothes. You can always roll, roll them up in the garbage bag and then put them in your bag in, in the event that it gets wet. Got to remember that you are going on a boat. It is going to be around water. There is an occasional, maybe there's some splashing that might happen from the spray, from the, the conditions that are out there that the boat is traveling through. And so you want to prepare yourself and at least have some dry items at the end of the day. Some other things to include in your packing, you may want to look at some sunglasses if the conditions are great, that you need some sunglasses. Always remember your sunscreen as well as protection. You definitely don't want to burn out there. And you want to also check the weather conditions for yourself. Some of the websites we use are out there. We use windy.com to check wind conditions. We always use Weatherbug as well as another or Weather Underground or some good sites. Uh, another Wind Guru is another good site to check for wind locations. In our general region here, a lot of our trips are affected by weather. And for the safety of the passengers and also the uh, not damaging equipment, operators will be very mindful about what the weather conditions are out there and make the call close to within, I'd say, 48 hours, 24, 48 hours, whether or not the trip's going to go through. One of the st- one of the tips is to also check if you see some adverse weather coming in, check with your guide and just make sure that the trip is still on in the event that you see something that might feel uncomfortable for you. And again, you do reserve the right to back out of the trip, uh, assuming that they have a cancellation notice there uh, that you abide by and stuff. So if you let the guide know, this is, hey, you know what, I'm not feeling good. I'm, you know, outside my cancellation window. You can still make those cancellations if needed. But it's still up to you to prepare for the trip and making sure that you're comfortable going on the trip. The safety at All About Adventures Excursions, we are very mindful about that. So we are taking into account the weather conditions, and we we want to make the trip pleasant for you as well as being able to enjoy the day on the water. So those are a few tips that I would offer you uh, as, as you're looking at booking your next trip. Those are some excellent points. Uh, also, as far as um, packing a backpack, uh, I would assume that you're small, talking about a small backpack that would fit uh, under a seat in, in the boat. Is that correct? Yes. You, want to, you don't want to overpack or you know, take such a large duffel bag that you have to bring a lot of equipment. Most of these boats are not equipped with large storage areas, and so you, you want to be mindful of that and pack something small. And, and we say a small uh, bag, a duffel bag, maybe something you know, a, no bigger than 16 inches uh, by you know, 12 inches in, in size. So just a, a, what we consider a small duffel bag. There are some dry bags that are available out there, and some of our retailers around the area, the good thing is Cabela's. You can go out there and purchase some of their uh, dry bags that are available there uh, to find if you're looking for something like that. But, again, uh, you don't have a lot of space to store large items on the boat, so be mindful of just taking just what you need uh, and working with the operator, again, to store your pro- your items that you've brought along with you. Great information. And about how long are the trips hours-wise uh, on, on most days? Well, you can expect a trip when they a guide usually says eight hours. is, is typically, any, I would say, anywhere between the trip. A full-day trip is going to last you six to eight hours. Half-day trips may be three to four hours, depending on the day and depending on the type of activity. So that's a general rule of thumb of what you're looking for. 
most trips are going to start in the morning at some time, so they're going to be near sunrise. Because the reason why is they want to get out to the locations and they want to want to get out early too. And the weather conditions are most of the time better in the morning than their afternoon. So from booking a trip, you, if you are looking at a full day trip or if you're looking at a half day trip, mornings are typically better than the afternoons in most regions, just because in the afternoons winds and weather patterns do change and they will build up to larger. Uh, fronts or storms and you may be at an increased wind or the afternoon might be a bumpy that's not always the case but generally speaking that's how it, it it's been mostly seen there in the trips that the trips are are much calmer in the morning and a little bit bumpier in the afternoon and for someone who has not taken a lot of guided trips uh what type of uh species would you be looking at or recommend to them uh to take a trip uh, to, to try to try, try out the experience and start learning what a guided trip would be like. Well, to get out there, and there's different, obviously a lot of different species that are available out there to be fishing for across the country and even in our region. Uh, for a person that would want to at least experience some type of catching rather than just the art of fishing out there, I would recommend either doing a bass trip or a walleye trip. Us at Olivet Adventure Excursion, we're a multi-species a guide service so we do target bass and, and sturgeon and along with walleye and salmon so we have a variety of species for you to try uh, amongst our services we also do some coastal crabbing so if someone is not versed in crabbing we can also help you get into some crabbing and understand what that entails uh, in that activity that's great now some folks, uh, I understand, looking for trophy-type fish. When they go for a guide, they're really looking for someone to really put them on the fish. And that's great if you're catching the trophy-sized fish. But how do you handle those? When do you put them back? And what type of fish do you allow your folks, to, your customers to keep? Well, when we're out there fishing, Don, there's, a, there's definitely a, a good stewardship that we have to promote ourselves as a guide operator, that we can't just be a, a take, take, take all uh, operation because if we decided to take all of the large fish out of the rivers or lakes that we're fishing, we've got no broodstock or seed to for the next generation to produce additional young fish for us to catch in future generations. So as being good stewards and conservationists, we recommend that we take a picture of the large fish. It's great to have a large fish on the dinner table. Don't you know? Don't get me wrong, but there's some complications that go along with that large fish. That large fish may be infested with some parasites, and those parasites over the, over the course of time will contaminate the fish, and they're better used as broodstock. And so that those large fish delivering up to a half a million eggs, that those are half a million fish that we could be having in future generations. So if we remove all of the large fish, we definitely have no seed to be put back into the water, which we could then have a suffering of impact of not having fish to catch. So we have a size range, and, and every species is different. In bass, you know, there's a particular there's state regulations in what they say that we're not supposed to take fish, at least in the state of Oregon, fish over 24 inches, and we're only have, supposed to have a few in between a certain size range, between 12 and 15 inches. Same goes with the walleye. There's certain restrictions that were out there put on sizes. My recommendation on these, and I'm forward with these, with these recommendations, are that if you're going to catch and fish and you want it for consumption of yourself, you want to catch the smaller size fish, or at least like table size fair 
fish because they're younger. There's going to be less parasites and less issues with them. And they also are not impact. You're not impacting the resource by taking a large fish. That picture, if you take a picture of a large fish, definitely will last a lifetime. If you take that fish out of the water and, and take it home, that fish is one done. That's it. That's the end of that life cycle of that fish. That's the end of that brood stock. And we've lost generations of fish forward. So we recommend catch and release for a lot of our species, but we're not against people that wanting or paying a paid trip that people want to take fish home. And for example, like in the walleye, if you get too large a walleye fish, then you start getting in parasites and, and normally all fish are going to have some type of parasites in them. So the older they are, the more issues you potentially could have with the fish. And you're basically wasting the resource because then you're fearful about eating a contaminated fish. So we say eat the eaters, we consider, and eaters are different side raisers for different species. Salmon, on the other hand, are, are a uh, fish in which one, you could potentially release it, but there's such a mortality rate with salmon that unless there's a marked fish that we're about the law that we are allowed to keep, we, we have to return wild fish to the, to the streams or the rivers in which we catch. That is by law. And we can only take what we have, what we call hatchery fish or marked fish. And they're marked without identification by a clipped fin on its body, either the dorsal fin or a ventral fin. So there's different markings in different locations. And each one of us here are savvy to the markings and the area and locations that we're needing to take fish. And that's what you're going on the guide, guided trip to experience is one, the catching experience. And also, too, we want you to be rewarded with the bounty of a catch of your own. And that is excellent to hear, Ed, that you are helping to manage the fisheries out there and keep your uh, business going throughout the years. So that's, that's fairly refreshing to hear. Now, I know that, um, you know, buying fishing gear can be fairly expensive. And if I'm going to be coming on a guided trip, do I need to bring my own fishing gear? Well, Don, most guides will provide the client, the guests with fishing gear. When you bring your own fishing gear, and you may ask the question of this of your guide, your outfit company that you're booking with, and the answer generally are going to be, there's going to be said no, or that you would not want to bring your own fishing gear. And the reason being is that as guides, we've got certain ways in which we fish, different types of equipment, and that you might not be have the proper equipment suited for the type of fishing that we do on the boat. What's a type of fishing you may be accustomed to would require maybe smaller weights and you fish very finesse or light tactics. Uh, in, a charter, in a charter situation or a guide situation, we at times will have uh, equipment that is unaffordable by most folks out there that we are wanting to provide you with the optimal chance to catch a fish, and we're going to provide you with some very high-end equipment that your equipment may not be able to suit our type of fishing there and thus would be interfering with the rest of the party out there fishing. So generally speaking, no, you would not bring your own fishing gear and that your fishing rod and reel would be provided to you with your packages you're paying for. You would get a premium reel, premium rod, and again, another question also to ask is, you know, what type of equipment am I fishing with? As a guide experience, what we do here at All About Adventure Excursions, we want you, the client, to have an exceptional experience. Thus far, we will provide you with some exceptional tackle, some very high-end tackle 
that, Jenna, you won't be buying yourself. And so this is a way for you to experience what it feels like to fish with competition, grade, uh, high-end equipment that you would normally not get your hands on. A lot of people would be looking at the wish list of things that, oh, I wish I could fish with that rod. And us at All About Adventure Excursions, we have those high-end equipment. We feature rods such as edge rods and Daiwa reels uh, that, and the high-end spectrum of those, and which one, a lot of people, that's unaffordable to them. But for us to provide that excellent experience, that's the type of equipment that we're providing our guests. Well, it sounds like a lot more fun if you're out there with really good equipment because you've got a better chance of landing the fish once, once you do get that, that hit. So that's really good to hear. Now, because this is a warm water uh, podcast, and I, and I kind of focus things more on warm water, uh, can you outline a walleye trip for me? How does it start? How, what do we do during the day? And how does it end up? Sure, Don. So for most folks, if they've never experienced walleye and if you've had some experiences with salmon uh, trolling, combination of walleye, there's going to be a combination of a little bit of trolling. And if you've done some bottom fishing, maybe some jigging, for example, it could be a combination of techniques of that. Now, again, every operator is different in how they offer their walleye trips. Us here at All About Adventure Excursions, depending on what the type of bite that's out there or the water conditions in there, we will do a combination of trolling and potentially some jigging here for these walleye. And a typical day would be that uh, depending on the time of year, of course, most operators will, what they offer is they'll offer a trolling opportunity where they'll they'll rig up a trolling rod and that rod will be anywhere between seven and a half foot, maybe upwards of nine feet in length. And that will be dragging the bottom with what type of gear we call those bottom walkers. And there'll be a, a leader, a, a piece of line hanging off with a lure at the end. And generally it's tipped with a night crawler. So we'll be using worms in that type of application. Another type of application is we're going to do some jigging. So if the, if the fish or the, let's say there's no current in the river and the wind is not blowing and we don't have the, we don't have the, the current in our favor, we may have to throw uh, hardware down, and hardware being spoons or some types of jigs or flies in which we would use to bounce off the bottom to entice the walleye to eat. And so jigging is another technique in which we do uh, on our walleye trips. A combination of those, uh, mixing up throughout the day, maybe a part of the day would could be consist of some trolling, part of the day might be consistent of jigging. Both of those techniques are highly effective in catching walleye, and that's what we provide you with the two different types of techniques that we're not just bound to one style. So we're going to do whatever technique is needed in order to try and catch the fish and try to produce that bite to agitate them to make them eat. So giving them plenty of options out there between jigging and trolling. Another type of trolling activity besides the, just the, the worm bait rig there is uh, crankbaits. We use a lot of plugs, and these are deep diving plugs that will wiggle, and it's very similar to salmon fishing, which one will be dragging these plugs through all different varieties, uh, depths, and locations in order to try to entice a strike. So that's just a few well, that... different techniques in which we would do. That sounds like a busy day so far. So on, after, well, after the, uh, so just to continue on on looking at our trip, after the, if we're at the end of the day coming back to the dock, if we have fish available, we would provide fillet service in which one we would fillet the fish and prepare them for, for you to take home uh, with uh, some, some nice fillets ready to go for the, 
for the cooktop. Well, that would be great to have uh, the fish cleaned because, um, you know, most people are traveling a distance and I would suspect they would want to bring like a plastic bag, maybe a small bag of ice or maybe even a small ice chest to put their fish in. Oh, for sure. Now, what, you definitely want, you want to do definitely have some type of uh, cooler with you when you're on your trip. Uh, that way you can uh, stop by your local convenience store and get a bag of ice and chill those fillets on the way home. And, and that is great information. Now, one of the things that I always like to ask about, because I have my own boat and I, I do carry uh, uh, females on the boat at the time, my wife and daughter, um, what happens if we've got females or all males on the boat, they need a break. How do you handle that? Well, us at All Adventure Excursions, we're not just out to, you know, have the, the, the fishing trip. We need to also take care of our customers that are there. So for the lady clients out there, we, we make sure that you're comfortable as well. And, again, don't be afraid to ask your operator, too, on what their procedure is in regards to taking bathroom breaks. Now, for guys, obviously, it's easy. We can provide a, a you know, a, a can there, and we can take care of business number one, number uh, number one there. But for for us, everyone else, though, we still have the issue of number two, and that's guys and gals. I mean, what are we going to do with it? We're going to, you know, we're going to hold ourselves and pain for our pain for ourselves throughout the entire trip. And the answer is no. We shouldn't be able. To, we shouldn't have to do that. We will again, you know, make take the time to make a dock stop. There's plenty of stops up and down the river, depending on where your locations are. Now, again, that's not happening on every single trip, but I would say probably 75% of the trips, depending on where your location, whether you can return to port very quickly or within the vicinity of another dock or a landing, or which one you could use the facilities. It's not uncommon for us at all about adventure excursions to at least take a bathroom break in the midday. And again, what's a few minutes out of the trip? And guys, I know that this, you know, being macho and everything is cool, but I don't believe in pain and nor should you have to suffer so with pain. And so we will take the break if needed. Uh, and that's for everybody else's convenience and also safety. I don't, you know, we, no one needs to clean up an accident on the boat, and again, it's a get to try and create a pleasant experience for men and women on the boat is that we will take bathroom breaks as needed. And I appreciate your approach on taking care of the client and not making them have a tough day when they're out on the water. And um, one of the things that, uh, that I always like to ask is uh, uh, what, what's the most surprising thing you've ever caught? Well, some of the things that we've caught, we've we've caught you know, the the story is oh you, you know have you ever what is you know that that's a great question to ask uh, you know so some of the funny things we've seen well, we've caught the, the the true boot we've hooked a boot off the bottom uh, there's a place up on the uh, upper Columbia that we call the uh, car body hole and we've hooked a mirror uh, so we've we've had the, you know we've had the, uh, the the side mirror off of a vehicle come up uh, you know on it so. Uh, it just happened to be there at one point, and uh, now it, uh, we found it, and uh, it found its way uh, into the landfill. So we uh, we did some uh, recovery of a part. So, but that would be the oddest things I would say we brought up, Don. And if you're out walleye fishing, and like you said, you're out trolling, might be out jigging. Um, if you catch incidental other fish like a perch or a channel catfish, something of that nature, 
Uh, do you also allow the client to keep those if they're of size, or do you put those back typically? Uh, if the client is uh, is interested in them and they are in season and we are in uh, you know, the proper areas in which we're allowed to, the client is allowed to take uh, off-species home, uh, pending, again, against any rules and regulations in there. We don't have an objection to that. Uh, you know, it is a, a, as long as it was caught in a legal manner and legal catch, uh, there is no issue with taking. We are in the act of fishing. The, the client is properly licensed. And they have the ability to take home other species if they, if they had been caught on the line. So no issues on that standpoint. Now, that's not the same with all operators, but we, we will offer that opportunity if that opportunity does come up to our clients. Mm-hmm. Well, that, you know, I just wanted to check in on that because I, uh, I, had, I had wondered whether or not, you know, guys would hang on to those other type fish or not. And it sounds like if you try to take care of your client where you can. Um, can you share one of your favorite experiences on, on one of your trips with us? Oh, some of the great experiences is just watching the connectivity for the first-time angler. A lot of times we'll get a lot of grandpa, grandson, or grandma and grandson, or just family with kids. Uh, being able to share that experience to watch the first time a person catches a fish, uh, seeing the expression on them, or even just, you know, trying to, Check off a bucket list item, uh, you know, watching, watching kids catch their first sturgeon and watching their catch catch their first bass, uh, you know, seeing a kid's face light up number, you know, fish after fish after fish. Uh, those are the type of experiences that I see. And as a guy, that's, that's what I'm out here to do. I'm out here to create memories for everyone that's out there, whether it's the first-time angler to the veteran angler out there that's caught them. There's always an opportunity to try to – try to improve and, or catch a new thrill out there uh, and experience just to keep the, the thrill of fishing involving. And so that's why we're in business out there is to, one, create memories for everyone that comes out with us. Well, this has been an, an excellent uh, little chat that you and I have had. Uh, I believe that if folks will uh, take the time to do their research and look at the number of uh, outfitters that are out there, I think that they're going to find that you're it's got to be at the top of the list because it seems like you've got a, a very nice setup. And um, can you share with us one more time your contact information? Yes, Don. We can be found out on the web at www.aaaexcursions.com. Also, you can reach us by uh, email at aaaexcursions at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at all about adventure excursions. We're also on Instagram at AAA Excursions. And feel free to call or text us at 503-781-6473. And then thanks for, for giving us that information. Uh, I'd also like to remind folks that the uh, Pacific Northwest Outdoor Show is coming up, I believe that's February 5th through 9th, if I'm not mistaken, and you will be there, correct? Yes, if you have any questions about what we talked over uh, about fishing trips or just have a, a question to ask about fishing or even marine electronics, you can find us at the Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show coming up here on February 5th through the 9th at the Portland Expo Center. I'll be located in the Lawrence Electronics booth there to, uh, giving talks on Lawrence Electronics and talking fishing. 
Great. I hope uh, folks uh, get to listen to this because it's going to be coming out right away and that they stop by and say hello to you at the uh, outdoor show. Ed, I'd like to thank you for stopping by today, and uh, I hope that I get to see you at the outdoor show. Don, we look forward to having you out there at the show. Thank you again for your time and appreciate everything you do for us. Well, that wraps it up for this episode of Talking Bass in PDX. I hope everyone enjoyed the uh, episode. For show ideas or feedback, email me at gonefishingpdx at gmail.com. Look for our email in the show notes. And until next time, this has been Don Clark. I'll see you on the backcast. cast.